0: Good afternoon, and welcome to LLC Chat, the Language Learning Center's new podcast on issues related to world languages from the perspective of students, faculty, and community members. I'm your host, Kelsey, and we come to you from the Department of World Languages and Cultures at Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. I'm joined today by Mr. Todd Nichols, CEO of Talk Abroad in Denver, Colorado. Welcome to LLC Chat. It's a pleasure to have you with us today to discuss Talk Abroad. Would you please introduce yourself with a brief background to your interests? Please tell us about yourself.
1: Certainly. And uh, first off, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to join you. Um, Yeah, my name is Todd and I run Talk Abroad. Um, I live out here in uh, in Denver, with um, wife and, and a little two-year-old, so right now with COVID-19, there's a lot of chasing two-year-olds around and telling them that they don't get anything by whining. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that's me. Um, it's a little bit interesting that I'm in the language world because I, you know, my introduction and my experience with languages has been uh, checkered in some ways, um, a little bit different than kind of a normal journey, but. when I was in school I I didn't particularly enjoy languages and I had a really hard time getting them Um, and I just happened to do a, um, a program called Semester at Sea where during a semester you visit a number of different countries and one of the countries we visited was Cuba and I was really intrigued to talk with people on the street and Just get to know people in Cuba to see what their lives were like and um, I found that I really enjoyed speaking Spanish With people right there in Cuba and getting trying to like negotiate what was going on and get a feel for What was happening and it, it felt kind of like a puzzle um, and I, I basically just found that I really enjoyed it so when I ended up leaving college, I, I moved down to Central America thinking I could do this more, and, and ended up living down in Honduras for a number of years. Um, and that's how, that's kind of how I got to, to the language world. I, I picked up Spanish, just talking with neighbors and coworkers and things like that in Latin America. Um, and uh, yeah, here I am, 20 years later, still working in the language field.:
0: That's fantastic. That's a little
1: about, about me.
0: Cool. Well, that's really cool. Um, so, are you fluent in Spanish since you lived there?
1: Well, I wouldn't say that, but I'm I'm functional. functional cool. <laughs> our, our team, our team here at Talk Abroad um, mainly speaks English, but um, much many of the Spanish conversation partners, our training team um, only speak Spanish, and so we do quite a bit of Spanish here. But I, I, I like to think it's kind of dirty Spanish. <laughs>
0: It's local Spanish.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't be able to tell you any of the rules that are coming out of my mouth or anything like that.
0: <laughs> when I used Talk Abroad for one of my classes, um, I spoke to um, someone in Canada instead of France. I wanted to try something different. Uh-huh. I had only learned, you know, Parisian French, and yeah. it was a little different. So it's it's kind of cool to see the differences from country to country and.
1: Yeah, it's French. really funny. You know, we, we can talk all day about the different cultures and things like that, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think Honduran English or Honduran Spanish is fairly normal and, and easy. I took a trip a couple of years ago to Puerto Rico with some friends, and I was just blown away. I couldn't understand a word out of their mouth when I was there, and I, I felt totally new again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of talk abroad, what is it, and how did you come up with the idea to create that?
1: Yeah, you know, um, talk abroad is a pretty simple tool, and it really kind of relates to to my experience um, learning the language. You know, my my biggest memories learning the language were sitting with uh, our next door neighbors and trying to talk uh, and going back and forth over the course of you know two hours, and then trying to explain one word for twenty minutes, and just kind of negotiating that between. me and our neighbors and, and talk about it. The idea of it kind of is to recreate that, that experience, but in a way where you could actually put it into a classroom. Um, you know, when I went to school, my, uh, my language experience in classroom was mainly memorizing words, working on grammar, conjugations. Um, and then when we did speak, it would be there in little groups with, with other um, students Or even sometimes, you know, you'd have a tape recorder and then you'd record you and your student and then listen to it later and things like that. Um, So the the, the purpose of Talk Abroad is to allow students to be able to um, meet and practice speaking the language with native speakers um, that are trained and uh, patient, um, and to be able to do that as part of the required curriculum. the challenge, of course, in a school is that it's a very unnatural setting. You're, just, you're in a classroom with 20 other people that are learning. And so there's not a lot that's kind of going for you <laughs> in using the language in an enjoyable, relaxed setting with native speakers. Uh, and so that's the whole purpose. Um, we try and make it really easy so that a professor can come in and um, add it into their syllabus, coordinate it with their other assignments, and basically be able to take students that maybe um, I haven't had the opportunity to go to Canada or go to France and give them an opportunity like that, but in a short way, in 30 minutes uh, over, on, over online. And so yeah, so the inspiration of it came from my language learning experience. Um, when I was down in um, Honduras, I was ended up working at some nonprofit organizations. And so um, the inspiration also kind of merged with this idea of uh, in Honduras, uh, there weren't a lot of good jobs, especially up in the, the poor areas around the city. And So uh, the inspiration was kind of merged with uh, this idea of being able to provide jobs for people down there Um, And that's something that we still do today. We work with little nonprofits in order to help provide jobs in their community And so a lot of the uh, conversation or all of the conversation partners that you would speak with um, This is a, a way that they earn money. They support their families in Canada and France. They usually use it to Pay for their schooling or, or their housing or something like that uh, in latin america we have a lot of families that uh that live off of this you know this is their full-time job and, and they support their family completely from it
0: wow that's fantastic um so what would you describe the role of the conversation partners that you employ what's the training process like
1: yeah the the, the conversation partners are really important in this and I mean, maybe you can speak to this. What What was your first experience, kind of, with your first conversation? How did you feel going in?
0: Um, like everyone, you go in kind of nervous because you're on the spot. But um, the partner I chose, Jean Viev, she was very kind and personable, so it was just very easy to open up with her.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: I don't know if I could have done that the same way with my professor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, certainly. You know, the conversation partners, they're, they're the, the main contact point with students with Talk Abroad, and so they're really important. I mean, they're, they're kind of what the whole company is built off of. Um, students, like you said, will generally come in nervous. Uh, this is kind of a high anxiety experience, and so we talk with professors a lot about, you know, what different things can you do to help lower the anxiety for students beforehand. Um, on our side, The conversation partners are the ones that are able to calm things down, put everybody at ease, you know, let the student know that this is going to be fun and, and, you know, be lighthearted. The conversation partners are really, really important in that. Um, They go through quite a bit of training. Um, We have kind of a uh, I guess you'd say like a two or three month training period where they're kind of on probation with Talk Abroad. When they start, they go through an interview process. They do some practice conversations before they get any training, just so that we can see, you know, personality-wise, are they going to be friendly? Are they going to smile? Are they going to, you know, have that natural ability with somebody? Ease because that's not something that you can usually teach. Um, and then once we do go into the training process, we train them on three kind of big areas. Um, the first one is just basic conversation skills. So, asking and answering questions. You know, we want to make sure that the questions they answer are more open-ended, that um, build the conversation up uh, instead of asking questions that are yes/no answers. You know, we don't want a thirty-minute conversation where the student says no, yes, no, <laughs> that type of thing, right? Um, And a lot of that can be led by the partner in order to make it easier for the student. Ask, you know, how many brothers and sisters? And what do they do? And instead of questions like, do you have brothers and sisters? Um, So we do a lot of just basic conversational skills. How do you do a conversation? Um, Then we also work with them. So once they pass that, then they move on to some some of the higher level stuff. The second area that we focus on is of how to deal with sensitive topics. you know, if your professor wanted you to have a, a conversation comparing you know, the political landscape between Canada and the United States, right? Oh. Wonderful topic, great topic to discuss, lots of learning can be done. Um, also a little bit of a dangerous topic, right? You know, the conversation partner or the student, you know, there's, there's a, you can go in a lot of unhealthy directions. So we work with them on on how to navigate those topics, how to do so respectfully, how to communicate opinions but in a way that's not judgmental, you know, all that type of stuff is that second area. Um, And then also, as you probably know, um, every conversation has a topic that's assigned by the professor, so the professor will, you know, give a topic like comparing political um, uh, structures. So we work with them to make sure that they know how to focus on that topic and how to make sure that they're spending most of their time on the topic that's given. Um, once they're they've kind of mastered that stuff, then we move over to the last part, which is how we work with students. Um, and this is the area where we're really focusing on um, what happens during the conversation. Um, and you know, historically, and I, I don't know if you guys do this at Old Dominion, but a lot of programs have had conversation tables with grad students uh, that will go and sit and speak with students and they'll they'll do a little bit of teaching along the way um, or even some tutoring you might have a a tutor that you can go to that will help you with the grammar Um, those types of experiences are are not what talk abroad does what we really aim to do is provide conversation And so when we're training our partners on how to work with students, we make sure that they know that explicit feedback or, you know, and I don't know in French, but in Spanish, you know, explaining how, you know, AR verbs are conjugated. We don't do any of that. And we want to make sure that the partner does not do that. They don't stop the conversation and explain something in detail or correct, right? Explicit corrections. So we train them not to do that, but instead to do things like recasting, to, to repeat it back to them correctly so that they can hear how it sounds like, but where it doesn't kind of impede the flow of the conversation. Um, so we, we talk to them about that. We, we train do a lot of training on um, using circumlocution in the conversation. So if, if the student doesn't understand, which is very common, especially because we work with a lot of 101, 102 level students, then the conversation partner will be very practiced in explaining it in different words, simplifying the grammar, um, you know, using hand gestures or things like that to kind of negotiate meaning with students. And also what we call internally, I don't know if this is a a real term, but we call it listening circumlocution, which is when when the partner is here and the student isn't being able to say something, instead of giving the student the words, we encourage the student to use circumlocution. So we'll say, you know, can you explain that again? Use different words, that type of, so that the student gains that ability to use circumlocution during the conversation. Um, so they go through, we have a, um, a big rubric that kind of breaks all of those down, our training team, um, listens to their to the recordings and then grade the conversation partner and then sits down and gives feedback regularly over the first couple of months and then once the the Conversation partner has graduated through the training. They're a full member of the team. Um, they'll still get periodic reviews um, Where the converse or where the training team will listen in and grade them on that rubric um, but for the most part by that point we're really confident in them and, and we've uh We've seen them have a lot of success with students, and, and they're pretty good to go.
0: Wow, that's great. Um, yeah, I I can only attest to having positive experiences with my partners. Um, they're just so. Everything you said is just bringing that back. Like yes, that's we great. did do those things. The circumlocution, and she did encourage me to do that as well. So,
1: Genevieve is wonderful. Genevieve has been with us goodness for seven or eight years, I think, which is really fun because some students you know, in some programs we will start at 101 and they'll use talk abroad at 101, 102, 201, 202, 301. And they'll be able to stick with the same person for the entire time and really have a relationship and a friendship, which is, which is wonderful because, I mean, as you know, language is so much about that relationship and about communicating with a person, right? And um, in talk abroad, that that's one of our main goals is making sure that students can actually talk with a person instead of just some you know, nameless, uh, (laughs) nameless tutor or something like that, you know?
0: Right. Definitely. Um, I was recommended to see her specifically. So (laughs) she's wonderful. So where do you see Talk Abroad going in the future? I know, um, this, this COVID business doesn't really stop it, does it? I mean, if they're working from home.
1: Yeah. We've been going, we're really thankful that, um, Talk Abroad is set up so that all of the conversation partners continue working, continue with their jobs, um, so it's been really great that we can be able to continue doing that. Um, in the short term, um, our plans are mainly to continue with with our very narrow focus of working with and supporting um, professors and universities and students that are learning in universities, um, mainly here in the U.S. and a little bit in Canada. Um, our, our short-term directions where we're going, we're really looking to provide more resources to professors on how to use Talk Abroad um, so that students will really benefit for, from it. You know, there's, there's lots of different theories or, or you know, strategies for language learning. Um, and we, we really want to start providing those resources so that a, a professor can say, you know, I want my students to focus on you know grammar, or I want my students to focus on you know their oral comprehension, and then us being able to provide some some already existing you know pre-assignments that can help students prepare, that can lower the anxiety for students, then conversation topics that fit right in with uh, the syllabus, and then some reflection activities afterwards where they might reflect, how did it go? What do I need to do differently, what can I improve on, that type of thing. So our main focus right now is coming alongside professors um, and helping them uh, get value out of talk abroad in their classes and, and use the tool um, in a way that, that will benefit students and, and um, get students motivated to continue learning, um, to take upper level courses, to do a study abroad program, you know, all of those great things that can come from um, a fun interaction with native speakers
0: all right um thank you for joining me today i don't have any more questions for you um this was wonderful i'm very grateful for you for sharing your viewpoints with me was there anything else that you wanted to say or share
1: no i think that covers it thanks for having me it was great to meet you kelsey and good luck in in your next steps
0: thank you so much all right have a great rest of your day
1: you too take care